This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG Cast. Welcome to another Boards Games edition of the MFG cast. Yeah, you heard me right. I said Boards Games. I just <laughs> gave him a stinky look. <laughs> I did it on purpose. Welcome to another Board Game edition of the MFG cast. This time we're going to be doing an episode where we review Wonderland Flux. What? All right. But before that, let's talk about what we've been playing recently. So recently we played Ghostal. Actually, we played it on Thanksgiving. Oh, did we really? Yeah, kind of nice. holiday-ish, but wrong holiday if you consider Halloween a holiday. Yeah, but still, I don't know. I don't. The thing that I don't like about like themed games like this that people think are Halloween themed is like with like Ghostal. Like, I think you play this year round. I oh, you can play any game whenever you want. Yeah. I just, I just. I was just saying that. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like sometimes people take games that are spooky and scary and, like, put them with the holiday of well, Halloween. Well, because they want to have kind of a a theme going on doesn't mean that they're not going to be playing them at a different time. Yeah, that's too. True. You know, they're yeah. just saying, oh, I'm going to play all of these types of games at Halloween because they are Halloween, like, thematic or yeah. something like that. But it doesn't mean that they're not going to bring them to the table at a different time. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's just like when people have parties and then all of their food and stuff is themed. Yeah. Too. Yeah, that's but, true. Anyway. But. Uh, um, so on Thanksgiving, we played Ghostal by Tinkerbot Games. And that game is always great to bring to the table. Yeah, I love it. And I feel like we don't talk about it enough. Uh, I feel like it it creeps up at least every six months. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. It should. Every six months to a year, we talk about it. Yeah. Because I think through the entire family, we all like that game. Yeah, for sure. Even if this time around, Logan absolutely annihilated us. Yeah, he really did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He was on that scoring track, and he was, like, just circling it. Yeah. He was running circles around us. Which is funny, because then you can use your you can use your victory points that you have to buy different things, like certain cards that help you and more dice to kind of scare these guests. So, like, if... So, with Ghostal, basically what you're doing is you are ghost in this hotel, and you're trying to scare everyone away. And uh, even all the points that he had, he's like, oh, I'm going to spend a few here and spend a few there. And he still, like, just kicked our butts. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I don't know really what the strategy was because I feel like I was trying to do the same types of things as he was. 
So, yeah, I don't really know what his deal was. Yeah, it's it's his, hard to it's his hard points to know. must have just added up to be more than me or something. Well, that's usually what you do to win a game. Shut <laughs> up! Shut up! Shut up! But yeah, it's it's crazy because you know in this game what's happening is you're taking these ghosts and you're putting your dice on the certain cards of the customers of the hotel or whatever, and some have phobias that scare them more and stuff like that. But like, there's you get first place, second place, and then last place uh, points for if, even if you put like even a one pip die on there. And it felt like he just kept getting all of like the number one spots for the most part. Well, but he was spending his points at the end of each of the the rounds to buy more dice. But I felt like we were, too. too. Uh, I had the least amount, I think, because once those cards are gone, you're done. It could have been his roles, too, where he was placing first place in a lot of them, and then just the difference really added up. I don't know. It didn't make me hate the game or anything. No, no. It didn't make me not want to play it anymore, but I just, it baffled me. But I think he always beats us in this game. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because when you're buying... When you're buying the cards that help you out, or, or and one of the cards is to get you have to have more dice, you can only buy ter- two per round or two per turn or whatever, and yeah, it's two per round basically, and it, still it just it's crazy. And it, it the one thing that's different from this game than other games is usually when you're buying stuff, kind of in between. Usually the last place gets to get those things first before. F- the first place person does, but this one swapped where first place gets to choose first and second and third. I almost wonder if you house ruled it to be the opposite to see if that would actually change anything. I don't but know. I don't know. But it's always been a fun game of ours to bring to the table. It's a good family game, but also anybody can play it and have fun with it. I think it's one of my favorites that we have. So And the the art or the characters on it are funny. They are funny. Because they all are obviously because they're basically guests in a hotel and they're being scared by these ghosts they all have like terrified faces and they're actually art drawn from real people and the bevan and gang who designed the game their characters or their customers in the hotel that are displayed on cards and Mm -hmm. um, phobias and uh of those specific people are on there too and it's really it that adds another element to it, I think, too. Yeah, yeah I like it. Because I remember when they did the Kickstarter for this, like, they had themselves, they want to put themselves in it, which, of course, why wouldn't you? And then they had the Kickstarter backers have a certain thing where you could pay to put yourself in it. But also they had a contest where they gave away a spot for someone to have their art in it, too. So, I mean, we didn't win, so, you know, thanks a lot, guys. But, you know... <laughs> It still was fun to kind of see, like, they even showed, like, the pictures on their, I think on their Twitter or whatever, before and after kind of thing, which was kind of cool to see how that, how the artist on this game, and I don't even, to tell you the truth, I'm sorry, I don't even know the artist, but the art is fantastic. It's really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's always good to get that back to the table. Yeah. Another game that you played recently, Mm -hmm. we'll just talk about maybe one more. Sure. Another one that you played recently, recently, was with Mike. Um, if you want to talk about that, sure. 
Yeah, recently we played uh, Marvel Champions, specifically the expansion uh, The Galaxy's Most Wanted. It's one that focuses heavily on the story of the Guardians of the Galaxy and then the foes against the Guardians of the Galaxy. And we, me and Mike had played this twice the other night because we had played it once and we were playing against the... It's a, it's a scenario-based story game where you can go through like a campaign and we can't even get past the first part, the first episode of this campaign because the, the villain Drang and the cards that go within it are just so difficult. We had a hard time like even getting anywhere. Well, then as we finished up the game, we decided to play a second time because we're like, we're not going to let this thing beat us a second time. Well, it did. But what we had realized is some of the things that we'd missed because we haven't played this for a bit. So we were mistakenly like, if we thought that uh, our characters were tapped, that we weren't able to use some of our power cards out of our hand. Well, you still can do that. So we were kind of handcuffing ourselves. And then we finally were getting into the second game and we realized the things that we did wrong, we changed it up. And we did, we did a pretty good job of doing the best that we could, but we still, in the end, still got our, our butts handed to us, which is, sucks. But uh, we are not going to be deterred. We actually decided to come back this this next week coming up here, and we're going to try it again. <laughs> we're going to try to see if we can do it. I even posted on Instagram, and somebody actually commented and said, you won't be able to beat this first scenario with Groot and um, Rocket, which are the two characters that we picked, because they said, those two just don't work well together. Well, I am not. I am determined to beat <laughs> this game. So I, we're going to do so it. So you're going to use Groot and we're gonna, we're gonna Rocket use, again. We're going to, yep. Um, it, they said that there's one thing. You can actually take one band of uh, enemies out of it to make it a little bit easier. We may do that, but I don't know. It, these games, they obviously, they play test. They you know work on them so much that these two characters should be able to work to have this happen. So I'm I'm... I'm okay with trying to see if we can work that out. And again, if it doesn't work out, then maybe we just will use other characters next time. But we made the decision to try it again. But do your car, not your cards, do your characters get a series of cards? Yes. So maybe it's the choices you're making and the cards you're playing. Yes. That just need to be reworked out again. And so when people were playtesting, it was the choices they were making in the cards and how they paired together mm -hmm. to move on yeah. versus how you, how you guys are doing that or something. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like our, in our second game where we kind of did maneuver it a little bit where we were doing a lot better because, um, you know, you, you're trying to not only beat the the bad guy, but it, there, are, there are also some main schemes in it that those main schemes, if you get to the end of that mains, those main schemes then you will also lose the game if you don't die first. So, like, oh. both times, I my Rocket character ended up dying right away. And, uh, and it sucks because Rocket's such an offensively-minded character. I can't heal him that much unless I turn him to his opposite side to heal him. But then by the time I'm healing Rocket, it's already too late because everything <laughs> else is coming. So so he probably has to die like right away. Yeah. Well. Okay. That wouldn't matter. Yeah. No, it wouldn't matter. It no, would actually make it worse for Groot. But. Oh, okay. Sorry. But yeah. No, Don't I do that. No one wants to make it worse for Groot. Yeah. I he's think. He's so cute. Exactly. I think just the communication and the, 
more of a teamwork based uh, way to play the game, I think will grant us the victory. But I don't know, fingers crossed. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy and intense. Yeah, it is. It's it was disheartening, but at the same time, me and me and uh, Mike are determined to be like real heroes, never give up the good fight. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our topic at hand. Let's talk about Wonderland Flux. So what is Wonderland Flux by Looney Labs? Well, Wonderland Flux is a game designed by Andrew Looney. The illustrations are by Sir John Tenniel and Andrew Looney. And if you're wondering who Sir John Tenniel is, I really hope I'm pronouncing that Right, but Sounds it right. sure seems like it. I did a little bit uh, more research because I'm not one to know these types of things. But Sir John Tenniel was the gentleman that started Alice and her band of merry men. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but she, she, he started the world of Alice and Alice in Wonderland, and Alice and the Looking Glass, and all those those types of stories. He was behind that with his illustrations. And then the other illustrations, like I said, are provided by Andrew Looney also. And the game plays two to six players, ages eight and up, and it plays five to 30 minutes. Holy moly, I don't know how five minutes for this game. Well, I think I suppose if somebody has the right thing right away. Yeah. Boy, if your cards are shuffled to allow a, for a five-minute game, wham, bam. Holy cow. <laughs> but um, in the world of Flux, I kind of wanted to provide this information before we actually get into um, talking about Flux, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with. Um, Wonderland Flux is actually based off of a couple of things. It's based off of Flux, which actually came out in 1997. Wow, it's been out forever. Holy smokes. I hadn't actually graduated from high school yet. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Sorry, Looney Labs. I had. Yeah. Give me two more years. Yeah. And Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland... From 1865, I had also not graduated from high school yet in 1865. I had. No, just kidding. Wow. (laughs) You are like the everlasting gobstopper. True. Okay. And Through the Looking Glass from 1871. So we're looking at bringing uh, some iconic characters and gameplay together yeah for sure joining joining the two together really i think yeah and it's funny because i know that the books are popular but i have not read any of them i the only thing i have seen as far as the alice in wonderland uh, spectrum goes is i think i've seen the the disney movie from way back in the maybe the 60s 70s i don't i can't remember exactly the year and then the updated uh, Alice in Wonderland that... Johnny Depp? That Johnny Depp was... Was that Johnny Depp that was in that? Was he in that one too? 
Oh, am I thinking? No. I think you're thinking of Charlie. Charlie. And you the know why I'm thinking of Charlie and the chocolate factory all of a sudden? Because I said the everlasting gobstopper. Oh, nice. You know what? He might have been in that though, as the Mad Hatter or something like that. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I'd seen the Alice in Wonderland movie that had come out, but then they made a in the Looking Glass. I think is what they called that movie. I hadn't watched that one. But um, I really enjoy, like, the Disney Alice in Wonderland. It's just, mm-hmm. it's very charming and, and cute. You know, you've got, like, your... Uh, but c- kind of creepy. It is. But a, a lot creepy a lot, at the same time. But a lot kind of, of the creepy, Dis- creepy, weird, kind of cool, though. Like, I like that it's not so cutesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of Disney movies back, back then were, like, kind of cute, but kind of creepy at the same time kind of thing. Oh, Yeah. Well, but, I think, yeah, I think that, like you said, that's just the way that they, they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but they had a lot of, like, colorful characters. Like, you know, everybody remembers the Cheshire Cat. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of my favorites was actually the Caterpillar. I thought he was really cool. Um, uh, of course. Uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah. Queen, everybody knows them. Queen of Hearts. Yep. Um her drinking the uh, the get big potion and get small potion that kind of thing, um, just lots of different things, and they include a lot. Uh, it seems like everything from both of those stories, the Alice in Wonderland, and then through the Looking Glass, because they've got some other characters that I don't recognize because I haven't read the other book or seen the other movie with like your um, Humpty Dumpty and the King, which I didn't realize was a thing. I thought th- I remember the Queen from the first movie, but not the King. Um, the Jabberwocky, you know, there's lots of colorful characters. I like the art. The art is like very old school looking. So, I mean, it just, it really brings out kind of the, almost the storybook version of this. So like, so let's talk about like what Flux actually is before we get into more of like the Wonderland Flux part of it. So like, so how do you play the original Flux? It's. The start of it is very, fairly basic. You have this card that says draw one, play one. That's all you do. You start with three cards per person, and then you're taking a card from the top of the draw pile, and then you're playing any one of the cards in your hand. Well, as you're, as you're playing more cards on the board, the game is fluctuating. Haha, I bet you that's probably why they call it Flux. I don't know the actual backstory to that, but I... Probably. I, I never would have thought about it that way. Did it just come to you as you were <laughs> I talking? I was just like, I'm a genius! <laughs> Even though everyone probably knows this already. Everyone's like, yep, that's why it's called that. Yeah, exactly. And, um, lots of certain things can happen. So you could play more draw cards, so, it, and it's usually one draw card per game, or per uh turn or whatever. They're called rule cards. Yes, and you can keep updating them and stuff like that. So like instead of having to draw one, play one, you could draw five, play four, depending upon what cards are there. You could also add new rules like, okay, every time you say Wonderland, or well, I think one of the cards there is like, every time you rhyme, you can draw an extra card. Like there's lots of different ways to kind of fluctuate the game and get everything fluctuate is going to be my new favorite term for this game um and you know this game is no different there's lots of different ways to kind of get this game to be different like but oh but but if you go back yes the whole point of the game is what to win 
Yeah, but how do you win? <laughs> you didn't even tell him that. I didn't. Okay. So, so that's probably important before we go into that like is very much more or they're going to just draw five cards. Yeah. Get rid of that is true. four cards. That's true. So basically there is a certain goal that you're going to be able to meet to win the game. And depending upon which game you're playing, they have certain goals. Like I have a goal right in front of me. Uh, one is called Today is My Unbirthday. And you have Humpty Dumpty and Alice. So if you have what's called these keepers, which you would put on the table in front of you, if you have those two keepers in front of you, when the goal is out, then you win the game. Unless you have some creepers in front of you. Creepers are what help kind of stop the game or stop you from winning unless the goal tells you otherwise. Like there's one that's like the Jabberwocky and Alice, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think there's a goal out there that's like ja the Jabberwock and Alice. And if you have both of those in front of you, you win. So that's like an opposite case of like a creeper actually keeping you from uh, winning. Um, but again, there's just lots of different things that can flub up the game or you know make it a little different and you're kind of going back and forth and you're using action cards to kind of uh, eliminate some things or add some things or uh, manipulate your hand or manipulate other things about the game. So when Kurt talks about keepers, he's primarily keepers are really the characters in this game you know so he talked about like today is my own birthday with Humpty Dumpty and Alice Humpty Dumpty is a keeper Alice is a keeper but a keeper could be like the dormouse or could be a I think there's a secret door yep is a keeper um like so maybe people and objects are keepers that you have to acquire one rule could be that you can only have a certain number of keepers in front of you. So when we played, I think Kurt played the rule that we could only have three keepers. So if that's the case, then you, if you want to play another keeper in front of you, you have to replace one that you have in front of you if you have max capacity of three already. But I think that's pretty standard in a flux game mm -hmm. if if that rule is played. A couple things that I pulled out of the game that I thought maybe were a little bit unique or themed to um, Wonderland Flux were a few action cards. So there's one that's called I Want a Clean Cup. And it's an action card, so all players must... Rem uh, wow, I cannot read. All players must move to a new location at the table, and everyone leaves their keepers and their creepers in place, but takes their hand with them. So basically, it's a seat swap mm -hmm. on that one. Um, so I thought that was different. I don't know if this one's a reskin to other Flux cards or not. Can't remember because for those of you who have played Flux before, the deck is huge. Yeah. So it's hard to keep track of all of those well and plus there's so many iterations of flux too that yes it's hard to keep unless you're playing them religiously you wouldn't know yep uh, another action card that i um pulled out was royal taxes are due so um, each player must choose one card from their hand and give it to you meaning whoever played this action card they have to 
Um, the person has to give them a card. If they have the crown, which I'll talk about in a minute, on the table, everyone has to give them two cards. If someone else has the crown on the table, they need to pay you nothing. So the crown seems to me, um, I have the crown during one of the games, is a keeper. So the crown is a keeper and it can be played in front of you and can be used towards a goal. When you place the crown in front of you, there's a few things that may happen. There's action cards that are affected as you're playing. And there are other keepers that can steal the crown away from you if they're also placed on the table. So if somebody else has the king placed or the queen placed, or if they place them later and you have the crown laying down uh, as your keeper on the table in front of you, they can actually steal that keeper from you. Mm -hmm. Also, when you have the crown in front of you, all other players have to call you mad, your majesty. <laughs> nice. Um, so they add a little bit of a, little bit of a quirky twist to having mm -hmm. that keeper card there. Um, but then also on this, the royal taxes are due. There's perks of having the crown card because you are able to draw two cards instead of, oh no, not draw. They have to give you two cards instead of one. Yeah. Okay. And then the the last one that I thought was, as soon as this one came up when we were playing, um, I went, ooh, we got to set this one aside. Or we have to remember to set this one aside so we can talk about it because I thought it was interesting. It, it's called Curiouser and Curiouser. So it's turning cards on the draw pile over one by one until you gain a keeper or a creeper. So as you're doing that, you're going to discard any new rules or goals that come up and you carry out any actions or surprises that come up. Of course, when this card hit the table and you played it, your first card flipped was a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we didn't get to do the curiouser and curiouser. But this is a cool card because it makes me really think of Alice and Wonderland because... She was very curious. Mm -hmm. What when she ate things to make her bigger, drank things to make her smaller? Maybe I've mixed that up. Uh, I think you have it right, but I, um, I don't remember. Maybe maybe it was opposite, but like she was just very curious, and so this this is interesting because it's almost like you're mimicking her. Yeah, yeah, and, I, so. and, and it's it's a cool card to have. It's like one of those like beefy cards that you have in a game where it's like. You know, there are a lot of keepers and creepers in the game, but you could get to a point where you're just playing a ton of stuff in between that whole thing, and it could really change how the game is played. Well, even if you are discarding the rules and the goals, you could be discarding rules and goals that maybe other people wanted to draw and use. Yeah. Exactly. So you're kind of manipulating that stack of, or that draw deck too. Yeah. And... Uh, upsetting people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, we only got to play this card once in the the games that we played. But yeah, you know, hopefully in the future we'll see it and we'll be like, holy smokes, that's really just boom, 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 just playing all these cards and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I thought, what are the chances that he draws a keeper right away? But it makes sense because there's a lot yeah. of keepers. And yeah, yeah, exactly. So instead of doing our MFG cast rating skill, I like to do something a little different. I'd like to actually 
I would actually like to compare these to the other Flux games that we've played, and we've actually played quite a few. Okay. Like, we've played the original Flux, we've played Batman Flux, we've played the Mighty Python Flux. Um, gosh, I feel like there's one more that we've played that I can't think of in the top of my head. But we've played uh, a lot of iterations of this game. Yeah, I feel like there's another one. Yeah, I, it's just it's like at the tip of my tongue. I just I don't know why I can't think of it. Here, I'm gonna pause. That... Oh, um, we also have played Zombie Flux and Star Flux. Oh yeah, those were fun games to play. Yeah, yeah, I remember those now. Jeez, it feels like that's been a bit. That's awesome. Anyway, so yeah, so let's let's uh, let's compare. Um, I think for me. I think that the Batman Flux is probably my favorite just because I'm a big Batman lover. That sounded weird. Um, Why did that sound weird? I don't know. It just sounded like something just very odd. But I really love Batman. I love the story of Batman. And I feel like that Flux was really fun to play. I feel like this one might actually be the second, my second favorite. Out of the ones you've played? Yes, out of the ones I've played. I really like... I don't know. I just love Alice in Wonderland as a story. I just think it's so, like, fantastical and, like, just really, really original. And then, you know, you don't really see anything that's, I don't know, quite like it yet, you know? Yeah. Or or there's a lot of, like, okay, so they redid the movies and stuff like that. But, like, you don't really see too many stories like this, it feels like to me. Well, and just because they redid the movies doesn't mean that it... They absolutely changed the entire um, storyline and base of everything. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you have to like it that they redid it either. Yeah. You can like the original to something. Yeah. And oftentimes that's the case. Yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. Well, like, even in, like, the the Disney movie, like, they didn't really even explain, like, is this a dream world? Is she, you know, yeah. is she go to another land? It just, it happens, and then she's back. It's just, it's yeah. very interesting. She fell down a hole. Yeah, she did, but did she? You know? It's... She did. <laughs> she did. She did. And I know, you know I know that? Why do you know that? Because I was in a production of Alice in Wonderland oh. when I was in grade school. You play Alice? No. <laughs> no. I played the March Hare. Oh, nice. Yeah. So were you just late all the time? No. Well, yes, I was. Yes, yes. Yeah. I had or... to have... It was me and the Mad Hatter. Nice. We were like... I don't know. I was so proud of playing that character. <laughs> but I think it was... I think it goes back to being the story. Yeah. Like, it was a good story. Yeah. Even if it was a cheap, cheap, cheap production... <laughs> of the story it was still fun and my mom had to make my costume nice. but it was darn tootin good nice so but but what do you where do you rank this in the echelon of flux games i would have to say out of the ones that we've played well i'm going to take a step back um before I answer your question i really think that Flux games in general, I think it's, to me at least, my perception of them is all about what kind of would suck me into the game. Why am I trying to figure out how to say this? Okay. 
So I'm going to take a step back before I answer your question and say that I feel like in the world of flux that the topic or the theme of flux is kind of what sucks would suck me in the most. Yeah. So like when we played Monty Python flux, for example, I, please don't kill me, anybody. Like, Monty Python, you know, some people are like avid, what do, do they have like a nickname? They're Pythoners. I don't know. That is totally what I was going to call them. <laughs> That's the sad I, part. I'm sure there is. Anyway, sure there is. those that are like absolutely submerged and obsessed with Monty Python would love to play Monty Python Flux all the time because... Like, the references on the cards and stuff like that, I'm sure are hilarious to them. For this girl, not really. Just because that's just, I'm, that's just not what I'm into. However, I feel like out of the other ones that we've played, like Batman Flux, I really liked Batman Flux. Mm. Because I also really like Batman However, I do think that I really like Wonder Man. Wonder Man. <laughs> that was a mix between Batman that's and a, Wonderland. That's another DC character. Yes. Wonderland Flux a lot um, when it comes to the theme and stuff like that because I feel like I know the characters. I know the story for the most part. Like, I feel like I knew more about the story. And I feel like I could get refreshed on the story. But I think the game kind of brings back memories yeah. as I'm playing it. And so I think that's why I would probably say this one. Yeah. Did it, like, did all of a sudden when you picked up the cards and you looked at them, did it suck you into your brain and then you thought of yourself when you are yeah. uh, in the when you were the March Hare? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember my suit coat. Nice. And my ears coming out of my hat. I think I had a hat or something. I wonder if I can find a picture and show you. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't that be fun to tag that onto that the review? That would be fun. I totally can't find. I wouldn't be able to find that, though. <laughs> Sorry, no promises, you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, no. However, but I, it just, I think it, I think the game brought back a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. That is the word I was looking for. Nice. Nostalgia. Did yeah. I, in a long, long way, Yeah. did that answer it for you? It did. It did. And kind of make a little bit of sense? Yes, it on, did. On where I was coming from? It did. And it, it, you reminded me that actually it would go Monty Python, Batman, and Wonderland Flux. I forgot about the Monty Python one all of a sudden. I was like, man, that's really good because I love all the references. Wait a minute. I thought you picked Batman before this one. I did. So now it's Mighty Python, Batman, and Wonderland Flux. Oh, you picked Monty Python first. Yes, first. Oh, okay. First. I, sorry. By the way you were saying it, I thought you did sorry. Monty Python third, yeah, Batman sorry. second. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. One, two, three. Monty Python, Batman, Wonderland. But it's still awesome game. The one thing, and I think we're just kind of skirting around it or saying it completely, but I'm going to say it again, is like the theme always shines in these games. They always tailor the cards to those themes yep. and make it so 
it feels like you're playing in that universe, and that's what's the fun thing about playing these uh, Flux games that are themed this way. Yep. Yep. And I don't think we were really skirting around that. No. I think I was saying it. I I don't know. It's one of those, sometimes hey. one of those things hey. where I get lost in my Nostalgia. head. Nostalgia. Like, <laughs> like, do we... Do we bring it out enough? I don't know. Then so then I just have to flat out say it again, even though we've probably said it you four were, or five times. You know what you were probably thinking about is whether I had a picture of myself in grade probably, school. Probably, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. I was in my own zone with my pocket watch. That's right. I don't know if I had one or not. That would now, be amazing. Now I'm gonna have to ask my mom yeah, after we're done recording. I want to see it. Anyway. Thank you to Looney Labs for the review copy of Wonderland Flux. And if this is something that you're excited about, go to looneylabs.com and pick up a copy for yourself or your loved ones. That's going to be us. That's going to be it for us today. Is there that, something you wanted to I was going to say, and he said, pick it up for your loved ones. And I was going to say, this would be an awesome stocking stuffer. That's true. It's all about the stocking stuffers. You are. Stocking. Stuck in stuffers you know, this me, year. Me and you are on the same wavelength because I was going to say for Christmas. So Yeah. So, yeah. I think it would fit in a stocking perfectly, any of their Flux games. Yeah. But this one specifically would be good nostalgia. Yes. Definitely good nostalgia. Yes. <laughs> Quit the word of looking the day. at me that way. <laughs> no, that no. is the word of the day, people. It is. it is. Awesome. All right. So we've done all we can for today. And until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Cast. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.